so we are going to continue what to are we on? Yeah. 55 55 <laughs> and uh, we will we will finish a little bit earlier today because uh, thanks to goodness of Patrick he brought something for celebrations they got a through have a celebration. So, the pop we can put in the fridge, but the cupcakes have to go. I can't take them home, so the cupcakes have to go. Okay. All right, so That's we will. Out. So we are going to have short, me shorter meeting. Little, little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I just forgot to do it last week. <laughs> All right. So let's continue. Do not hanker after varied and costly foods or lethal pleasures. For she that indulges in pleasure, it is said, is <coughs> dead while still alive. Even with ordinary foods, avoid satiety as far as possible. For it is written, do not be deceived by the filling of the belly. Well, after uh, he continues, what is great on this is like a little book he wrote with these texts. So he goes like, he gives like introduction to spiritual life in very simple way. And now he starts to talk about some kind of settings we have to put to our life if we want to, if we want to really grow. And uh, as a first thing, for sure, everybody from this teacher of spiritual life, they start with that. They uh, remind us fasting as a tool through which we should conquer our body. And some kind of these, these pleasures, bodily carnal pressure, pressures. And... Uh, um, this is something what has to be in the beginning of spiritual life because we can try to reach these higher virtues, but if we don't conquer this one, we will there will be no success uh, in uh, in uh, trying to reach others. the The reason why is that it is that, uh, like he says, that who has this desire for pleasures, uh, that person is dead, even alive. And uh, uh, in these words he describes uh, uh, this understanding or the experience of these ascetics, these holy fathers, that if we don't gain control of our body, so we are not, somehow we are not able to open our soul, our mind, uh, but if we talk our mind, this is highest level, not intellect, but higher level of nous in Greek, higher level of our soul for things we are coming from above. We are just not, we are not just able. And so Isaac Syrian, he says that knowledge of God doesn't, dwell in body 
uh, in the body of a man who loves pleasures. That he 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 says that well, it is it is um, and and he says uh, that one who loves on body never gain never reach God's gifts. And uh, and he compares Saint Isaac Syrian, He compares that this this um, pains we are experiencing through concrete body. He says he compares this these pains to pains of mother who gives new life. Without that pain, new life is not coming uh, to this world. And. Um, this uh, this came from uh, from their experience, practical experience, and uh, and uh, uh, it's difficult for us to many times to to gain this because uh, we see how we are taught or we understood fasting like something we are giving up, something like repentance. You know, and but it is not really, uh, even if it is true, but it is more, it has more deeper meaning. Uh, and, uh, and uh, for example, it's like foolish, it's like to keep abstinence. If, because if I don't eat meat on Friday, for example, it's not fasting, it is just abstinence. But it can help us. But if I just keep that, okay, it's Friday. I'm not um, eating eating uh, meat. Uh, it can still stay on this some kind of formal level of keeping of some kind of rule. But it it don't it doesn't reach us in the depth. Fasting uh, is something what is like. It's different from abstinence. Fasting means to experience hunger. And uh, once we experience hunger, so our instinct forces us to go and search for food. But then we, are, we have to force our mind to say no. And uh, this forcing our mind by no uh, this this process inside for, uh, turns our mind towards God. I am I am not I am not trying to satisfy this uh, movement of my body, this demand of my body, because I want to get my body under control. Not body is going to give me orders. I am ordering body to to be my servant, and what it, this internal like battle, I would say, causes that that my mind um, is uh, really easily turned towards God, turns towards these spiritual realities. I'm and I know why I'm doing that. This reminder that. I'm doing that because I want to grow. I want to fulfill God's commandments. I want to uh, transform my will 
not to serve pleasures, but to serve uh, to God through fulfillment of commandments. So this is why if you if you go like through original like this topic of this uh, rule for fasting in Eastern Church, you realize that you are fasting half of year if you put it together. And it is always like days when you don't fasting is, is are filled with with us are there is always a change every Wednesday Friday you have fasting day and then you have fasting fourth big fasting seasons you have feasts which are connected with fasting and so if you count that well it's like during like year it is like half of year so it it is quite uh, there are a lot of reminders during the year uh, which should raise our mind up. So, uh, uh, we can say that, okay, but we are not monks. You will write it to monks, and for sure their life or lifestyle was adjusted to this fasting like uh, practice. Um, we can say we we don't we cannot fast this way, and we might be right in uh, many aspects, because uh, and even like this this whole this teacher of spiritual life they they well there was a there's a story about a monk who was who came like in older age in. Uh, to monastery and because he was strong he had strong body so he got um, uh, obedience it means what he's supposed to work in monastery very very hard work so he was doing that and while this he was keeping the fast all these fast as other monks and he couldn't grow spiritually and he was like uh, he was he was losing like hope and he was uh, um, distracted and well and then the mastery uh, a, a, a holy monk came to visit the monastery and he noticed this man and he asked him that well how are you doing are you growing you know in virtues he said no I, I am not he said, I'm struggling, but, well, I, I cannot move on. So he asked him about his, his rule of prayer, rule of fasting, and everything. And when he heard him, so he didn't say anything to him, but he went to these older monks, these superiors, and he said, you gave wrong rule for fasting for that man. So they, they changed his rule. So because of his work, he had to receive more calories or something. And suddenly, <coughs> he was able to grow even spiritually. So this even like for us in the world, it is we have, uh, we have to, uh, we cannot just follow um, the strictness of monks if we are in that. But it doesn't mean that we make everything easy for us. 
you know, it means that uh, maybe uh, because of our work, uh, we need to maybe to receive more calories, but it doesn't mean that we cannot be hungry. We can be hungry. And actually, the, the best rule for, for fasting uh, in this world is uh, a rule of moderation. It means that never eat to fullness. You know, and on fasting days, try to be hungry. You can survive that. We have like, uh, even like this, keeping this rule, we would have multiple calories needed for a survivor. And and when we start to do this, I I guarantee you, and well, I think this experience of each of us, that we immediately start to feel rule or a body, power or a body, help our body demands pleasures from food or drinking, how it demands and and how it is easy for us to to hurry to to satisfy this this pleasure. And uh, I tell you it's it's sometimes it's crazy. And I was reading that preparing myself morning I one thought came to my mind that um, we were it was our uh, we were in our second parish and we had seminary there so he came always after that she came to rectory and he stayed like a few hours with us each evening during his like break and well, it was fine. We, we talked, and, and I remember that there was like one evening, and we, we somehow we didn't have supper, or whatever. It was nothing, so it was no need. And then it was like ten o'clock, and he started to talk about. Um, uh, he said, "Oh, that there is a new restaurant." near to seminary and he said that well from time to time they go there and start to describe the meals they usually have that it, how tasty they are and suddenly all of us we became really hungry <laughs> <laughs> really hungry and uh, I said stop that you yeah. know <laughs> well he stopped but well it's something like it stayed in us this they thought about food and maybe we realized well we are hungry Okay, making this story short, before midnight we started to cook. <laughs> Not to grab a piece of bread and you know, or something simple. No, we prepare really like these schnitzels, you know, with potato, mashed potato and everything. And we ate after midnight. And, uh, well, I, I realized that uh, how powerful it is, this this pleasure, and 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 once we start to start to uh, do this discipline, we realize that how much we are under under this control body, and now if you take what he says, or what uh, what Isaac Syrian says that 
if you are under control of this passion, you are not able to receive God's gifts. You are close for understanding from above. And Isaac Sien says in other place, very strictly, he says, there is no divine knowledge on full stomach. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, this is true. This is true because uh, um, it, it, it's difficult to explain, but once, once you start to practice, uh, at least moderation, and start, you are starting to conquer this desire of body, and you want to take over, you, you want soul to take over control of your body, so then slowly you start to see clear some things. It's difficult to explain. The spiritual things are more attractive, making sense. You have desire, more increasing desire for these God's things. And uh, uh, but again, it has to be moderation. It has to be really this good intention. Um, and you have to avoid, there's one thing with fasting, you have to avoid pride. Because you can do this. But when you, when you allow your soul uh, like to be satisfied, oh, I did that, I am fasting. Mm-hmm. I, and I, so I did that, I am I'm big boy because I... I fasted so so usually it doesn't turn well for you. Uh, even this fasting can be like open invitation for demons, which will make mess in other areas of your your life. So, uh, spiritual life is really uh, some kind of. Um, it's not only one thing. You have to pay attention to somehow many aspects because one aspect affects another. Even on, so, it is like uh, we have to always look like in fullness. So, even like good practices, when I am doing that, I have to be aware that this is not my power; it's God's power. I have to be humble, and if something I'm able to do, well, I I acknowledge. Uh, at the moment that this is God's help, God's grace. Because once I ascribe something to my strength, my power, it is something what uh, usually doesn't turn well. You can do, you can be master of fasting, but you will be not a good, good Christian. How many times we are doing that, like this ascetic law and others we are going to talk about. We are doing that. We are doing like, uh, we are praying, we are fasting, we, and it seems to us like, oh, I don't see any imp- improvement. And uh, even like more, I can see more and more like these bad things in my heart. This, this uh, passions and bad habits and uh, my acting, this, uh, I can clearly see that 
I'm even like worse than I used to be. So one thing of this it is this cleansing of our spiritual eyes that we start to see things we didn't we were not aware or we were not able to see before. So it's it's not that we became worse, but we start to understand that our our real state or heart. So this is many times this this new understanding causes that uh, people give up because they say, well, I'm I was trying for a long time and there is no improvement, so I'm it doesn't make sense to do it more. Another thing is that many times God allows these passions to stay in us. And we are humbled and because we are conquered again, again, again with this, even we try hard, we are conquered with that. And uh, many times it, uh, well, many times God does it, it's, it's actually, it is God's gift. Because there is a, there, there is a, like this, uh, if you remember Brian Chengdu, he said in one part that, that uh, even if soul is tied with passion and the soul is fighting whole life with this passion, falling again and again, still that person can reach a lot of blessings. And, uh, and uh, he says that, that it can serve to salvation if the person stays true Christian, true Christian. And then he explains that, that what does he mean this true Christian? He says that, well, if true Christian is that one, who sees on weakness, who non-stop cry out towards God in weakness, who puts all his hope to God and expects grace, uh, mercy and grace, and, uh, and uh, he's crying non-stop over on weakness. And he said that, that that this is something what what makes our true Christians, and God can allow that passion not to leave us, to keep us in this position, this humility, to calling up heaven, asking for God's help, because this is this correct, correct um, setting of true Christian. And, and many saints, they repeat the same thing. And we can, we have, we can find in patristic literature even like moments when uh, the many the saints, they reached some kind of this, this passion that were, were freed from passion. And they were asking God to, re, to give them back this passion because this passion, this fight against this passion was helping them to keep these good settings in the soul, these tears, and and it's not not stop 
realizing that I depend on God's grace, on God's mercy. Uh, it, is, it is quite strange for us to 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 see that because uh, I think that we were many times fed by 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 um, some kind of illusion which is spread about Christianity because we want to see ourselves as a victors, as a victorious, those who rule with Christ, who are powerful, who are and and what what, what is true, but if I just receive this this understanding, so then I easily go go to mode when I really don't turn to Christ for help very often. You know? And and then we pretend something and uh, we pretend something and, and people are not they, they know that it's fake. You know, it's not true. There was like one story about a priest who pastor uh, well they they had some kind of like youth group uh, in parish and uh, uh, one young man was he got these assignments to be one of these leaders youth group and so he was like um, what is this uh, speaker motivator yeah, so he was uh, inspirational, and he knew how to how to speak. And he was talking to these young people. I said, "Wow, with Christ we are victorious. If you are on God's uh, Christ's side, so you can conquer everything. You are free from evil. You are, and and really, he was saying all these things to them. What was like boosting some kind of, but." Uh, after after several meetings, uh, he came to pastor with different like uh, f- for like spiritual discussion, and pastor said, "Well, this young man was like suffering. He was fighting with so many difficulties, and he knew that." And I said, first question I ask him, "Why are you lying to those young people?" He said, I, I want to encourage them for Christ. Well, through this, you, you are doing nothing. They, it, it will turn like nothing because you are telling them like a fair story, you know, so that, that, that because it is not this way. It is true that to live with Christ, to live his life, to... To, to live this, to, to fight for this purity of mind and heart brings joy, brings uh, zeal, excitement, but it is, it is quite different from those, that excitement and zeal we try to sell to other people. And it is not authentic. People are not at, attached to this. And uh, we have to be, we have to be some truthful. 
while we don't want to look like sad and suffering all time, for sure we should we should avoid that. But still, we should keep our weakness in front of us, and and we have to allow this this knowledge of our weakness to humble ourselves, to ask God for help, our saints for help, to to really cry over our state, asking God. And and I think the true evangelization starts somewhere. It's more powerful. More powerful. And um, I know a bishop I like very much who I, I I I was like witness of one situation when he came um, among people after one liturgy and one older lady she stopped him and bishop you know what you have done some he made what some kind of decision or direction he gave that what you have done it's not good and she was like. And he was looking at her, and she and he said, "Minan, I know I made a mistake. I'm trying to fix that." And at the moment, I said, I, "I became jealous because I want to be like you are, but I know that without like double shots of God's grace, it will be not able to reach this state." This one thing, another thing is that. What I, what I said that I think this was the reason why why uh, he could he could really as a bishop he had many options like just to tell her shut up you know <laughs> <laughs> or, or or to to say to 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 talk with uh, from his position but he was so humble to say this and and he was not covering his weakness and I think this made him powerful and and this is example I carry in my mind all time well, all time very often I recall that especially when I fail to imitate this action so but but people can feel that maybe they they are not able to recognize that and to point but but they, they, they know they know that uh, this is authentic. And I think that uh, look, one thought I had because thinking about that, that if we have if we have majority, uh, if we have more bishop like he is or majority bishop, how we would be formed? If we try to act this way, how whole church will be transformed. But uh, many times we, we just follow these illusions about our real Christian life. And, we, and, and uh, this causes that we are not powerful. And, and we are trying to offer the others some kind of illusion and well, for for sure, for a moment, person can get excited, but then it disappears. So, 
So these these uh, teachers of spiritual life, they they really rightly they point that this true Christianity is when I when I see poverty of my soul and I call this humility from this poverty towards God save me because it is not in my power this is true somehow correct settings and if you remember I mentioned Brancha you know if you recall when we were talking about prayer he gives us what is prayer he says prayer is calling of uh, poor person towards God prayer is true prayer is which comes out from my heart as a necessity because I see my weakness and I I, 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 I see I know that I need help this is the prayer and a true prayer and uh, in the same way like Isaac Syrian he says that blessed is a person who knows his weakness because this knowledge will become source of many good things in him and then he continues later he says that well that uh, that uh, if I know my poverty the person the person who knows his weakness this person feels need for prayer that he needs to pray that he needs to reach out God and help and ask for help so we went a little bit far but I, I it, it was this intention I wanted to not just to touch okay fasting and something but look fasting is the easiest way how to uncover weaknesses in our souls because at first I will I will discover that body has power over me not soul one thing and uh, do you remember this ad TV ad that uh, they were like in the car like three guys and they're like like nasty lady there crying and they um, gave her snickers snickers <laughs> you're hungry you know and that lady ate it and she changed to a, another guy and so now it's everything's okay and it, it's it's perfect I would say explanation you know in this that that through this many other these things which are hidden in the heart can come on the surface. We are nervous, we react not correctly, and, and suddenly we start to see ourselves in true light. So this is why, why I made this like, I went to deeper that we should not be afraid of that, and we should use that as a, as a some kind of entrance 
to the spiritual work for the day or for that season. Questions? Patrick is going to ruin our fasting today <laughs> <laughs> and pleasures. He read this. Uh, he, uh, he read this ahead and we said, "Well, this is about fasting, so let's bring all this good stuff here." <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Craig has a comment. Yes, Craig. Uh, when you were talking about fasting, the last night I was listening to this priest, and I don't hear it too often from priests talk about their getting spiritual advisement from their spiritual advisor. And uh, this pretty darn holy priest and pretty active priest was telling us that he was having this great ministry and he was reaching all kinds of people and college students, stuff like that, and he went to his uh, spiritual advisor and he says, I'm evaluating things. The guy was like a statistician kept stats of, you know, how many hours he was doing this and this and this, and uh, told his spiritual advisor, he goes, I think my fasting is what's hurting me. He says, I'm too weak, I'm too tired, and I feel like I'm, I need to sleep all the time. This is just isn't working. There's something, something's got to give. And the spiritual advisor said, stop fasting. Never eat until you're, don't eat until you're full. Stop beforehand. I want you to do that for 30 days see how you feel see you know, don't change anything just change that and he said with 15 days out he required less sleep he was already losing weight and he was more active and he said by the, by the 30th day when he went to go back to see a spiritual advisor he said he didn't even realize it but he was available more often for confession he was keeping better hours he, he was uh, sleeping less he was early, getting up earlier and starting more in prayer. And he said within 30 days how much that not only affected him, but affected the availability of him for all these other souls that he was coming in contact with. And uh, he said something like 60 days out, he was available and hearing 200 more confessions per month that he said he would have never been able to do. But he said, I was being led by God and not doing, instead of doing what I thought God wanted me to do. No. And it uh, made a big difference in his life. Well, this is good. And, uh, actually, what he did was that he asked spiritual father for that. And but you didn't tell him not to fast ever again. I don't, want to, I don't want. I don't want you to take that. No, 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 no. He just no. did that to show them that his problem was overeating. Yeah, I, I, Well, I want to just add something to this, and it will, it will connect with this next like um, text from Saint Theodorus. Um, look, business. Another thing is that. Uh, This is a good story, I, uh, what, uh, but well, I would just want to add like warning. We are not fasting to be more active. Mm -hmm. Okay, if we cannot, uh, I, uh, because this story is good, and it's good that he asked special father that, and he adjusted his his way of fasting. But I want to warn that not 
take please this part of what Greg said because it's a good story. But don't make this conclusion that if I want to be more active, doing more things. So this is not good good intention. You know because uh, like these activities are are. Uh, uh, you have to be like you have to have fasting even within your activities. There was like today or yesterday uh, there was a discussion on Facebook. I got this that that uh, there were like discussion about size of parishes. And somebody said that made like statement that that it is very good. Uh, good. Um, he me mentioned Amish community or something that when they grow, when they reach some kind of of size, so they split and they grow. And he said that this would be like good thing for our church and parishes when we reach some kind of size that we split and we grow uh, like these communities. And there was like discussion over that, and uh, and uh, there was one somebody wrote there. Uh, I don't I don't know if it was a lady or a man. I, I don't know that, but uh, the person described on page he said, "Well, we have like two thousand seven hundred people in the parish, and uh, well, we have one priest, one assistant, and and the person named what they are doing." you know, in the parish. And I thought, when I looked at this, I said, I would die if I do this. It's impossible. I, for me, it would be impossible. So if they are doing that, if it's true, so there are Superman, would, or they are not uh, going to depth, you know. And, uh, and, it's impossible, even like, maybe I am strange, you know, like case, but uh, I don't think that uh, uh, there, there is this tendency among priests to be very busy, to do a lot, to, to be everywhere and everything, to do, you know, to be available. And, and uh, if, you, if you are trying to do this, you will be not able, as a priest, you will not be able to do um, good things because you will be burned out very soon. Very soon, and it will be not productive. That it means that what I'm, I just, this is just warning to this story that we should not, uh, should not, uh, use these tools, ascetical tools, to be more productive somehow in this worldly sphere, not to do it because I want to be more active, to do more things, which for sure it can happen, and it's blessed, but it should not be the main, the main focus. The main focus for us should stay the same, salvation or soul. Salvation or soul, and um, and uh, it means that sometimes uh, you have to choose. And uh, 
I am not calling now to neglect your duties, but not to be consumed by activity, outside activity. You know, because this is dangerous. I, I uh, sorry, but I hope that you understand mm. yeah, that yeah. because story is good. I just don't want that the we would impression. take take yeah. take the wrong some kind of impression from that which there's there's a this temptation might be there. All right, so we will finish now because we are going to act against <laughs> teaching of St. Theodorus the Great and we are going to have, to have pleasures for our body. But no, no, this is... This is Even Jesus drank wine. Yeah, yeah. I, Did I, you ever notice that in the, the wedding feast of Cana story, it said Jesus and his disciples were also there. And in the next sentence it says they ran out of wine. Yeah. Do you think that's causality? Maybe. <laughs> These twelve guys were really tough. <laughs> 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 I do you know what happened next day? We're next morning. Next, next morning. <laughs> Peter woke up with headache. Headache? <laughs> Horrible headache. And he was asking, crying like from this last powers he had uh, water 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 and Jesus said Peter I'm going to bring you water not you